Welcome to another episode, our fifth episode of Exposure Runs the Podcast. Uh, we have two more guests that I'm happy to have up here, father and son. Um, let your gentlemen introduce yourself. Quincy Jones, father of Quentin Jones. Quentin Jones. <laughs> Bob Quentin Jones. All right, Quentin Jones. All right, so um, you're a recent high school graduate, class of 2023. Congratulations on that. Graduated of Marion Catholic High School, correct? Yeah. All right. Um, what was your GPA? Um, three point. My cumulative three point three, I think. So safe to say, honor student. Um, not on a roll, but technically, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll take it. We'll take it. You're a qualifier. Yeah. That's what that means. You can play college ball. Going right in. What was your favorite subject in school? And don't say gym. And don't say lunch either. After gym and lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which was what? I don't know. English, I guess. I think my this this year English probably was my favorite. What teacher was that? What, what was that teacher's name? My name Miss Dudgeon. Why you like that class? Um, just just the class itself was fun. Everybody in the class like just made it fun. So just the people just hanging out. I could enjoy the class going to the English class. English was not one of my greatest subjects, although I passed. So, I mean, I got my high school diploma, so I'm yeah. good on that. Math was my worst subject, my, my very worst. Like some of the stuff we did in math class, I, I still to this day do not imply in real life. I, I, I started off hard in math. You know, freshman year was hard math, but after that, it just started coming easier to me. Oh, okay. What would you say is the easiest subject for you? And don't say gym and don't say lunch. Uh, I had an art class. Okay. Art it is. <laughs> Stick figure art or clay art? Um, no, it was uh, drawing. Got you. Got you. Um, Quincy, what do you do? How long have you been doing it? And how did you get started? Well, right now, I own a home inspection company, uh, Infinite Possibilities Home Inspection Services, one of the leading home inspection services in the Chicagoland area. So people have to contact you when they're buying a home to do the inspections to get it qualified? Yeah. Okay. Residential and commercial inspections, and I've been an inspector about 15 years now. How did you get started in doing that? Well, that's always been a field I wanted to crack. I started as a real estate appraiser about 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, I did that until the big crash in 2007, and then I, I made the transition. Okay. And you've been doing that, you said, for about 20? About 15 About years 15 as, years. As an inspector, Okay, you coach as well, don't you? Yes. Yep. Assistant basketball coach at Juliet College. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, Juliet College. Yeah. Okay. All right. And how long have you been doing that? This is my second year at the school. Prior to that, uh, or prior to his high school career, I spent 10 years at Prairie State College. Okay. Right. Okay. And you enjoy doing that? Love it. Love it. Helping the kids out, you know, realize their dreams. Okay. How many, uh, how many players have you helped elevate to that next level? Dozens. This point, uh, from the female side, I did female basketball, okay. women's basketball for ten years. So that was a big uh, part of getting young ladies to come to the program because we worked hard to get them on to the next level. Right, right. Okay, so, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Q, give us a breakdown of your game. Scout yourself. What type of player would you say you are? Uh, I say I'm an all-around player. I can pretty much do everything on the court, you know, any position. More than, in high school, I've been playing the one through the five. Uh, I can defend. Probably the one through the three. 
Uh, well, at high school, it was one through the five, but uh, I can defend. I can, you know, be, uh, set the team up, you know, playmate for others. I can score. Really, anything you need me to do, I can do it. Okay. Um, Dad, you're a college coach. Scout your boy. Uh, I would say, uh, again, one of the Scotty Pippen type. Who happens to be my favorite player. Okay. I'm being from okay. Philly, I was not really a Mike fan. By default, I had to be because – I mean, it's Mike. Right. But all of my friends will tell you, like, Scotty Pippen is my all-time favorite player. All-time. So that's what you would say about Q? Definitely. I okay. would say uh, someone, again, that can impact the game more than just scoring. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be facilitating defense. You know, but again, they can apply the fundamentals that a lot of young folks now are really focusing on with skill training. But um, just not only playing the game, but also thinking the game. As, as, Qu- as Quentin is getting ready to head off to college, what would you say would be – right now his um, biggest thing he needs to improve on. All, I, all of our boys, I feel like, obviously, they need to get a little stronger. So that aside, like as far as his game, what, what do you think he needs most to improve on as he has into his freshman year? That's a good question. I would say um, transitioning from high school where you're the man, and now he's going to have to find a role on a new team with a new program and – It's always been my uh, push for him to be aggressive. And I think one thing he's really done a great job of is he's turned that that engine up. Okay. So right now it's going to be really just kind of finding his role. And it's hard for me, again, as a father, we're always pushing our Mm -hmm. kids, you know, to score more or whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be. But at this point it's going to be coming in as a freshman, finding his role, and trying to maximize his his potential in that role. Right. Same thing with you, Q. What do you think? As you head into your freshman year um, in college, um, what do you think is the biggest thing you need to work on? I say consistency from three, Um, working on being able to make shots while I'm tired, and uh, obviously, like you said, strength. But uh, I would say that's probably the biggest thing I need to work on. That just just speaking as a father and. Uh, I wanted to start the show off initially by wishing you a happy Father's Day. Um, so happy Father's Day to you. you well. um, thank you. As 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 Q was getting ready to head off to college, like what what type of emotions do you have? Um, just in terms of, first of all, he's he's going across the country. He's going to California, right? But then he's also going to college. Um, he's leaving your nest. He's leaving you know your your wing. Like kind of talk about that because every every guest I've had up here, I've been very transparent in how. I feel as they get, and he's going two hours away. <laughs> so Absolutely. I'm, I'm struggling. So I, I like to ask other fathers, like what emotions are they dealing with? Wide range of emotions. Um, you know, uh, he's wearing a picture of my oldest son who we lost a couple years ago. Uh, my condolences. Absolutely. And that, you know, from a father perspective, it changes you, you know? So that was a big part of his recruiting process was us feeling out the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So we have, a, uh, I believe, a great rapport with the coaching staff, who's a father. I believe his daughter uh, last year was a rookie in the WNBA. Okay. And his son is a, now a member of his coaching staff. Okay. So college, four-year college player. It was very important to have a father that, one, understood exactly what I was dealing with as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were really assured in that respect that, again, father of players. Uh, and then someone that was going to continue mentoring him kind of be the the coach obviously on the court but a father figure off the court okay so, so we respected the values there it made us feel a lot better so i will say uh to give a shout out to coach smith at cal poly uh that really resonated with me was 
I'm not just sending my son off to school, but I'm sending him to be overseen by someone who's going to look out for him. Because at the end of the day, let's be crystal clear about something to all the college coaches in the world when it comes to our children, black or white. The the color doesn't matter, but I I will put an emphasis on our young black men is that we we are a huge part of our son's lives and development. And so it's really important. Like... I'm a, I, I was about to go the long way, but I'm going to take the short way. And Q, you know me. Like, I, I really don't give a fuck about basketball. Like, take care of my child or you're going to have a problem. I mean, it's like A for B. Take care of my child or B, you're going to see me. I mean, I mean, that's really it. And and I, I found myself being very, um, you know, willing to kind of like, we were a little involved with the high school aspect of it and even with the AAU thing. I'm I'm kind of like trying to find that niche of like, okay, he he he's yours now, but my, I'm gonna be watching. I'm I, I won't have too much verbiage. Like if you hear from me, like verbally, other than cheering, you got a problem. There's there's a problem. So like, and you sending your boy across the country. Like I know that's a little. That's tough. I'm you know, sure. Definitely other coach as well. Um, I've been on the other side of it. Okay, so, on the receiving someone's absolutely. child. Okay, so you you know it's, we were very cognizant that coaches pay attention to that as well. Okay, you know, so they want to see how you're interacting with the high school coach. You want to see how you're behaving yourself in the stands. Very important. Coaches, he actually said we watched you as well. Oh yeah, I, I, I got important. a lot of feedback on that. For I mean, sure. and you and you, I think you know me pretty well. You've absolutely. seen me, and I'm sure you've heard about me. I, I think that some of Xavier's <laughs> recruiting was affected by that. And I don't mean that like I was just this bad person. I just think people were being from Philadelphia. We have a tendency to be very straightforward and very upfront. Like I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't raise Xavier sugarcoated all my younger son. And I think that kind of affected him a little bit. It can, I'm sure. Um, but again, you know, <clears throat> you being who you are, you, you open up a lot of opportunity for people, raise profiles for people. So we watched that even during COVID. We didn't know you then. Um, but the exposure runs when that whole thing started, you know, he used that as a motivation. You know, we didn't know you guys, but we knew some of the people that were going. Right. You know, and that was one of those things where, you know, we felt away because we felt like he was right talk there about with it. everyone else. Which is why I started the platform, but talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that was one of the motivations. We're not going to cry about it. We're going to work. We're going to work through it. And I felt like that was probably better than being invited to the runs. Right that stimulated something inside of him to it pushed him into a different caliber mm-hmm, of player mm-hmm. because it, it, he needed a chip. He had the natural laid back personality and demeanor off the court, but on the court, he started playing with a chip and it, it changed everything for him because he began to see when I began to start setting goals for people that I'm, I'm going to go at, you know, it, it began to show him that, you know, I'm just as good as he's got. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't have that as one. I'm glad you brought that up. Q, talk about that. Like when I first started the platform, you know, just not being invited, but seeing your peers there. Like that's why I, I started the platform for Xavier. Like it's for him. Right. Um, not being from here. So that was against us. We're not from here. So like already having against that wave of the players that are from the area uh, and from the state. And instead of bitching about like, you know, some of the the bloggers and the writers and the videographers and just the people who don't know shit about basketball, you know, bigging up the, the you know, their peers. And of course, 
I'm never going to talk about a child. You know, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, okay, this is who y'all. Cool. I got enough moxie to start my own platform, and I'll invite them guys. So just kind of talk a little bit about, like your dad said, like just the the annoyance of not being invited. And I want you to, like, I'm here. Like, we face to face. Tell me about it. Uh, I say, like, starting off, um, I say high school really just as a whole gave me a chip. I think eighth grade, you know, middle school, I just kind of. You know, I worked out, worked on my game and all that, but I don't think I had a, a chip towards others or playing against people like that dog, like where it would come out or a killer instinct, you know, like I was just kind of just playing. And I think seeing like, or I feel like being left out of stuff or I'll be on Instagram and see all the guys that I'm I'm meeting in high school and all the top players and now they all had a run together. You know, they it's called exposure runs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, I feel like they getting more exposure than me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I should be right there with them. But, you know, instead of just, I could have I could have cried about it. Or I could have felt some type of way and kind of shut down. But I just used it and I took it on. I was just like, you know, I, I, I can prove it. I can prove that I can play with all these players. I can prove that I'm better than some of these players. And so I just worked towards that and. It, it just showed for itself. It definitely showed for itself. Like, let, let me go on record as saying um, two things. Number one, uh, more times than not in the beginning, as far as Q not being invited to stuff, it was just simply still learning those players. Mm-hmm. Obviously, reaching out to the players that everybody knows. And that was my goal with Xavier. It's like, okay, y'all saying this player, this player, this player is good. I definitely think Zay is better than that player, respectfully to your child. I think he's as good as this player, respectfully to your child. I definitely think he's way better than this player, respectfully. So let's invite all of them. So it was it was just me just learning first all of the players, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, it was just um, a matter of space and and just who was responding, obviously. Um, but you definitely. I'm, I'm not going to front you like you 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 made it a point where like I not only did I have to start having you at the runs like I invited you to the pro-am thing um I just kind of like just saw your your growth I mean your your dad was pretty spot on with the with the um assessment or or, or his his comparison to like a young Scotty Pippen like I you do a, every time I've seen you play you do a little bit of everything like you rebound you block shots you can shoot you can get to the basket and more importantly, which I think your coaches may or may not know about you, I, I find you are one of a few select in your peer group that's a vocal leader. Like I, I would hear you talking on the court, or 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 like just kind of getting with your guys, like you know, you know, shake that off, don't worry about it, it's not not allowing stuff to kind of uh, overcome you when you're when you're not doing well in particular moments and not letting it. Uh, uh, drag you down from from play to play and quarter to quarter. So like, I commend you on that. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely glad I've got an opportunity to, to kind of know you and and your family as well. Your dad always showed me love at the games, and um we we actually first started following each other on Instagram through your property. I mean through your um through your company, and I never really kind of put two and two together whenever I saw you. Like this is the guy from that or whatever. So because I, I get that a lot. Um anyhow. Uh, Q, how would you describe this past season at Marion? Um, <clears throat> personally, it didn't go how I wanted it to go. Not even, obviously, you know, we want to go as far as we can. And I don't think we did. I think we, we got cut short, just mistakes. But um, even just as a personal standpoint, I feel like I could have done more or, you know, just – 
my expectations before the season weren't met how I wanted it to be. I wasn't like, you know, satisfied with what I did. Mm-hmm. But uh I learned from it though. I uh that just getting all that attention on me and having to go out game after game where, you know, they put the best defender on you or you mm-hmm. being double team. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a compliment, by the yeah, way. Yeah, on top of having to be the senior and be the leader of the mm-hmm, team, mm-hmm. And, you know, help all the younger guys, it just uh, kind of put more responsibility on me. So where I might not have to carry everything in college, I may not be getting double team right off the back. Nobody know me yet. But um, just being able to handle pressure, mm-hmm. you know, handle being a leader from the jump, regardless of whether I'm a freshman or a senior, uh, and and then I think I just skill too, you know. I think uh, like I said, they put the best defender on me, right. so that's gonna grow my game too, on the physicality and all that. Uh, people want to come out and prove a point. So, right. Uh, yeah, I, I say uh, season was okay. Okay. Uh, what what was it like playing for Coach Taylor? Um, Be honest. To start off, anymore. I mean, you you got to understand where you're coming from. You kind of got to get on the same page. Uh, you might come in and and be thinking only about yourself and only playing time and, and being the best player. But you kind of playing with Coach Taylor, you got to understand his system. Uh, I think once you understand it, that'll allow you room to grow. Uh, coach Taylor's a great coach. He really does know what he's talking about. Sometimes you may get a little confused with how he delivers certain things, but um, he does He does know what he's talking about. Okay, okay. Um, Pop, when did you know Q could really ball? Like, when did you know, know? Uh, I would say this summer after his sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, I, um, being a coach, former player, all of that good stuff. Right. I'm big on production, not hype. Okay. You know, so that was even one of the reasons when you guys started the platform, uh, we couldn't complain a lot because Quentin is a, a private school kid. Right. So a lot of the kids who came out of the Parkers and a lot of these school calling pop, he wasn't known. Right. So in my opinion, his potential, his skill level was higher than people saw. Right. I didn't think he was as productive as he could have been. Okay. So uh, the only year I've ever coached him was the summer of his after his sophomore season, okay. after his freshman season. No sophomore. That was sophomore season. Sophomore season. Okay. I wanted to make sure that. Um, he complete, competed and played at a high level, but also was productive. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things we were able to take some of his high school teammates, a couple other guys from the area. Uh, one of them, again, is Austin uh, Kulik from Andrew, mm-hmm. Trey from uh, Marion, James Bullock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of these guys together, Karan from Nias. Uh, and we took some of these local guys, and we uh, we wanted them to play at a high level. But my thing was, all right, we're going to – you know, play structured basketball so that you guys will go into next season and Marion and, you know, not feel completely right. out of whack. Right. But uh, also go out here and be productive. Right. You know, not, you know, we're not going to focus on doing things that get numbers, but we want to do things that's going to benefit you guys, skill level, mm-hmm. you know, but also be productive. Mm-hmm. So whereas Marion, things were kind of slowed down and more team oriented, mm-hmm. these guys got a chance to actually get out there and play you know, while maintaining a little bit of structure with it. So that summer really showed me that this kid can get to the level he needs to get to. And from there, you know, I think uh, he, once he realized he could, he went out there, you know, scored 30 a game, right. out there hit 20, you know. Right. That's one of those things where, you know, in Marion, 
you drop 15 or 20 in a game, that's like 30. And, you know, because we slow the game down in Mary, you get fewer possessions, fewer opportunities. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things where you're like, can he really play? Right. You know, we right. got to really let him go and let him get out there and do it. And, you know, it, it showed me that he was ready. Is it is it safe to say that playing in the Catholic League, I mean, because Zay was at Marist for a little while, I, I, I'm asking both of y'all, is it safe to say that playing at a, in a Catholic League at a Catholic school, for lack of a better word, because I can't think of a more politically correct word than the one that popped in my brain, but stifles your game? Stifles. Meaning, yeah, like kind of, Waters down. No, 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 not waters down. Because I know the Catholic structure is supposed to, you know, discipline and organization and, you know, all of that stuff. But, like, when you want to kind of get out there and run and, you know, I, I found at times that at, at Maris that it was far too often of just wanting to run a play when they you just needed them to play. So they'll slow it down and wanted to run a, a system. I don't want to put – an answer in your head. I want you to kind of speak for yourself. Like, did you feel being at a Catholic school kind of, you know, held you back a little bit? Um, I'd say this. I, I used to watch, I still do. I watch a lot of like, uh, you know, like YBTV and all of them, how they come out to all the games and they record all the games. You know, they show the city schools and our public schools. And I noticed though, that they do play a lot faster. They play a lot more free. Mm -hmm. And I would say, um, being at Marion or even just in the Catholic League, it, I can see what you say. I do think um, that we will we lack that sometimes. I'm not saying that we can't, but um, I would say, I mean, we toughness-wise, if it's in you, it's in you. I don't think that playing in the Catholic League kind of just mean you soft or anything like that. Right, right, right. Um, I do think that, you know, playing with Marion or all the Catholic Leagues, that they, they do play a lot slower and – that can that can help you, but it can hurt you a little bit. Right. You know, going to the next level, it's not just going to be all fast. So you do know how to you do need to know how to play in the right. system. Right. So, um, but at the same time, you could have I, I think you could benefit from playing in a different way. Okay, Pop, what do you think? <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct. I, I, okay. I'm gonna give a two part answer. As a okay. father, of course, yeah, I wanted him to go out there. He easily at Marion could have averaged 25 or more easily. Easily, especially in that league. Especially in it. Say, say that shit again. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. He had games where he was just physically superior to everyone out there. You know, you would have loved to have just seen him go crazy. Um, and I felt like those are the games they held them back the most. I did too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can name teams oh God. where I felt like, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off because no it, it definitely no just doubt. triggered me a little bit where I felt <laughs> games when Zay was at Maris is like going into the game was like, oh, this is a 40 ball. Without question. And he had 17. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. From the other side, being a coach, you can't scrap everything you've worked up to this point to do <laughs> okay. because we got an opponent that's less than we have to build the team Stay over within the course the, of a season. Okay. The know, game plan. Because next game may not be a, you know, a cupcake team. Okay. Because you know, we had Bennett, you know, who was one of the top teams in the state. Continue uh, to be. Yeah. Uh, Maris is really good. They're young, super young, but really good. You know, St. Pat's. So, you know, I understand from a culture standpoint, yeah, we, we've been doing this since day one. We can't abandon it in day 30 because what message am I sending to the team? Don't take everything I said seriously. Just go out and hoop. You know, so I get both sides of it. But, again, um, you know, it's tough 
watching the basketball game from a basketball perspective and then being a father because you always want your son to be shown in the best light and he had to sacrifice. Yes, yes. So I'm glad you kind of also brought that up with the with the father and as well as being a college coach, right? What, what I find, and you tell me if you, I don't want to say struggle with this, but I think you'll understand, right? So I'm I'm not a college coach. I'm I'm, I'm a novice coach at best, right? I did coach Xavier. I coached a little bit of high school at an alternative school I was at, and then of course coaching pro league, pro pro am or whatever. I find that. I'll try not to just make it about coaches. I find that we as adults are so wrapped up into not uh, into not showing our children that we have not only made mistakes, but that we continue to make them, right? And I think that they're smart enough to understand that, like, I know you fucking up too, right? So my, my, um, interactions with Xavier, like I'm very open. I'm very transparent. Like I don't want him to think that I'm perfect. I want him to understand that I not only still struggle being your dad, I struggle being your mother's husband. I struggle being an employee. I struggle paying bills. I, I just struggle across the board. And I feel like we, you know, you said you don't want to show them, you know, you know, scrap what you did from day one to day 30. And, and like sometimes I feel like, we get so wrapped up into that that it makes it worse when they look at us because it's kind of like we're trying to portray this perfected thing and it's like, you know what, day one, I I don't know if I even had that shit right day one. And day 15, I, I might need to start over. And day 30, we're going to take a combination of day one and day 15 and we're going to put that shit together. Like sometimes we need to show our children that 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 transparency and I think that's where the breakdown in that, that, that parent, mm-hmm. that child parent, rearing it, it gets ugly sometimes and i had that with my dad and i vowed that when i had children like i wasn't going to be that way I did as well. <laughs> and so i've been i've been doing a pretty decent job in that regard i Absolutely. think but um all right we're gonna keep moving i'm sorry um pop when did you decide to send q to marion and were there any other high schools you guys were considering not seriously no, okay um, he was at calvary christian uh south Island. South Holland, and uh, a lot of the, the kids naturally went to Marion. That was the school. The, uh, the, the, the feeder school, if you will. Right. Okay. So that, you know, really since maybe fifth and sixth grade, we've kind of had that. That's where y'all going. Okay. And um, then we met Fabian, uh, who's now back there as a JV, as a, uh, JV head coach. And uh, that kind of solidified it because now we had someone to reach out to. That okay. was probably the biggest barrier was there was no one – that you could say, go to this person at Marion to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, once we for our him, kids, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Right, let's, yeah. that's huge. Yes, that's, that's huge. I had I had problems over at Maris with that as well. Yeah. Um, just normal maturity as they are growing. You know, I would have to get and and me and my wife we work in schools, right? So okay. a couple of times we've had we had to like get with the administration with some of their feedback about Xavier. Now, you know, to their credit and to the understanding of our child's development, it was like, all right, I get it. He's being immature, but I'm not going to allow you to use certain trigger words for my child in the school setting, right? Like you're not going to just throw around the word bullying because a kid that he's, they're going back and forth, kind of like busting on each other. Now the kid can't take it because my son is killing him. Cause it was at one point when we moved here, I remember distinctly where Xavier was getting killed in elementary school. And I had to like, feed him a couple like say this <laughs> <laughs> say this 
I bet you they leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> and he just became a little bit of a monster with it a little bit. That's being so, a dad, though. That's, you know, my, my wife is the same way. She's um, very mild and, you know, and I'm fiery. While I may seem laid back here, this is years and years of practice of just dialing it back, you know, from uh, a competitive standpoint. I dial my shit all the way up every and, time I get. And that's when he comes home with those kind of problems. My initial reaction is, oh, okay. You know, and he's kind of adopted some of that now. And it's a, it's a fine line. Yes. The school system, you have to be very careful that they don't start. Yes, to, label. Our kids are what yes. our kids are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are a lot of different things. Okay. You know, so when they got great parents, sometimes we have to. You know, we can we can operate within the system, but sometimes we have to let them know what's real. Yeah, we're going to call outside these lines. Outside. Oh, yeah. Outside. Oh, yeah. Um, Q, who did you play AEU, uh, AEU ball with? Just last year. Yeah. Uh, team Fred and Bleak with uh, Coach Ryan. And what was that experience like? Uh, no, nah, that was a very good experience. Uh, playing on – that was first year playing on Under Armour Circuit. Okay. So I played against some of the top players, played a, a, in front of a lot of coaches. So, okay. Uh and then at the same time, Coach Rhyme is a great coach. He pushed me to, you know, um, be the best me that I could be and no plays off, no being lazy, none of that. So uh, it grew my game. Okay. And, and that grew a lot of confidence. And uh, I started to perform a lot better. And uh, so, yeah, that was just a great experience. What, what's your honest thoughts on the whole AAU scene? What's your what's your honest thoughts on the entire uh, AAU scene, like the circuit? What's your honest thoughts on that? On Under Armour or just AAU in general? AAU in general. Uh, and I'm gonna ask you the same question, Dad. It's still political. Okay. Uh, you kind of got just find your right team. I think it just it came at the right time for me. But uh, I think some some um, you know like the prep hoops and stuff like that need a need a little more exposure. It's still hard for people to get looks. Mm-hmm. And uh, AAU, if you play under the right circuit or under the right eyes, you will you'll get looked at. But I just think um, oh AAU as um, coaches too, they let sometimes just letting their kids just do anything mm-hmm. and it just get a little wild sometimes. Right, right. Uh, and coaches don't want to see that all the time. They not, not they don't want to see that at all. So. Uh, yeah, I think people just got to find their right team, find the right coach, get under the right eye. Okay. Pop, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? It's a business. Okay. It's a, it's a moneymaker. Um, you know, flat out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a business uh, from one sense of generating revenue, uh, generating exposure, and, you know, depending on your affiliation in high school, <laughs> it can be a huge recruiting tool. So it's a business all the way around. But he said it best. Uh, children have to, uh, and parents, have to find the right situation. It's not a name situation. Right. Uh, and a lot of times, if you're in the right situation, you'll generate a name, and then those teams will come to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dad, did you play high school ball? If so, where at? And scout your game. Thorn Ridge High School. Played uh, college collegiately at University of Nebraska, Omaha. Okay. All right. So who wins versus... Q now versus you at his age. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, he he's definitely ahead of me. But you know, I still attribute that to me going through it first and being able to. This one had a ball in his hand in diapers. Right. You know, I didn't have that. So. Q, who wins? You you now versus your dad at your age. Me now. <laughs> so I, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. Like so. Xavier is just far more advanced than I was 
but he's not as he's not he's he's nowhere near close to as tough as I was, like not even close. So for that alone, I think I beat him slightly. Now mm. he's way more skilled than me. Like just to be crystal clear, like I will never pretend he's he's way more athletic than me. I couldn't I couldn't jump off the damn sidewalk. I, I could shoot a little bit, but like tough wise. I would have fucked Xavier up. Okay. Okay. And I so like I like I, Z- Z- Zay's game is predicated on him getting in someone else's head. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I, I would I would have destroyed him. Like absolutely destroyed him. I knew all the tricks of grabbing the shirts, getting close and pulling your pants down, you know, like your shorts from the top. I knew all the little tricks about that alone, unless he could overcome that, mm-hmm. I win easily. Yeah, I would always tell him that, you know, they they don't know what it's like really to play outside at all. Have to play with older guys, and you could only get on the court. You had to like dominate at your level to play up for them to say, "Oh, shorty, you're nice. right?" Yeah, Absolutely. then then they'll bring you on Absolutely. and beat you up. Uh, oh yeah, you couldn't call foul. There ain't no foul. No, you don't get to call your foul. Yeah. We'll give you a foul. We'll give we you a foul. Yes. Absolutely. So it's like that. It was like that in Philly too. Just just an yeah. FYI. All right, cool. Um, Two, if you could play with any recent graduate from your class, who would it be and why? Diggy. Okay. Why? Um, and for the record, Bryce Tillery out of Hillcrest. Yeah. Okay. Now, would you rather play for Hillcrest or would you want him to come to Marion? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll go to Hillcrest. Okay. 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 A little trace spot. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll say Diggy. Diggy, um. I'm sorry. What was that answer again? Were you going to Marion or I'm going to Hillcrest? You would go to Hillcrest. Yeah, can't I can't have Bryce and Trey on the same team, so I'm gonna just go to Hillcrest. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why? Why Diggy? Uh, I watched Diggy um, play defense. Diggy. That's the first thing that stand out to me is Diggy defense. Diggy is fast. Diggy's quick. And, smart. Um, if you going downhill, you know you might think Diggy Diggy small. You are gonna drive on him. Right. Right. He know how to he know how to pull the chair and, and take the ball from you. I just I noticed uh, his on ball defense is really good. Uh, offensively, he he can do it. Or he can score. if he need you need him to score, he can score. You need him to play make for you and, and run the team, he can do that too. So I just like his all around game. Everything he do, he not selfish. He, he's IQ. I like it. I've been a fan of Diggy since I moved here. When I first saw Diggy play, they was playing. We played in the Matson League, and they played for his church victory. And, you know, I had a little team that they, Alex just gave me a bunch of little kids or whatever, and Zay was obviously the better player. But Diggy absolutely just, I mean, he was little, just dominated. And I've always been impressed by that. Like, damn, like he is good as hell. He's so smart. He is so smart, which is highly underrated for not just the y'all players, but like intelligence. Basketball IQ is highly underrated. He is an he is an intelligent young man. Like I I I like his entire family. Me and Eric, I, you know, Eric is my guy. So shout out to definitely shout out to Diggy. Like, Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad you actually said that. So that's that's pretty cool. That was his. Uh, we live in that district. So that actually was a consideration uh, the summer of his senior year. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 wow. Yeah. Hours too. <laughs> I mean, to the point where. Initially, Oakland didn't accept us. We had to fight it. And during that fight stage, it was like, all right, well, F them then. We'll go to Hillcrest. And the only reason, and this is the only reason why we didn't go to Hillcrest, is because I did not want to deal with 
the bullshit at Hillcrest when Zay came over there and took somebody's spot. Like, because somebody's spot was getting taken. For sure. And so I didn't want to deal with that that political whatever of an up-and-coming kid or a kid who had already been on the team expecting and something probably got would have gotten pushed back. I just didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, absolutely, if you was there, but I feel like if Zay had went there, Hillcrest would have won state. And they did a and just to be crystal clear, they did exceptionally well with what they had. Mm-hmm. They had a hell of a team over there. Hell of a team. Um, so shout out to uh, Coach Houston and uh, and everybody over over there at Hillcrest. And only to some of the Hillcrest fans, not all of you. The rest of you can kiss my ass. Um, what was your best moment in high school on and off the court? Um. Off the court, I mean, first thing that came to my head was uh, I'm going to go to freshman year then. Uh, I got to watch a great team and um, Aaron Eulis playing mm-hmm. on the team. Mm-hmm. I got to watch them beat Bloom and right before COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just an experience just watching that team. And and uh, I was at I was at the practices, too, preparing for Bloom. Mm. Like, I was practicing with them and the stuff Coach Taylor was coming up and coming up with and having them watch and everything that they was doing in practice. Like, I was confident. In my, I wasn't playing, but I was confident in myself that we was going to win for sure. But uh, I just say that that whole that whole team right there was just a great thing to learn from. Okay. Um, and what about off the court? Off the court. Get in your car. <laughs> <laughs> now you rolling, huh? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're just going to jump right to the next question. Um, how much does rankings mean to you? You currently ended your high school career based off of prep hoops ranked 22nd. What's your thoughts on that? In the entire state, which is really good, but what's your thoughts on the, on the whole ranking there's not 21 people better than me. I love when y'all see that. Like, I, I specifically look for that answer. It's, I asked Xavier. He was my first guest. He finished at 50th. And he looked dead in that camera and said, there's not 49 players better than me. I, f- I love that answer. I, I, I'm, I'm specifically verbatim looking for them to respond exactly like that, by the way. So, okay. Pop, what's your thoughts on the whole ranking system? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's nice when it works out for you, you know, prior to him dropping to 22, he was 103rd. So in my opinion, how valid could it be? Right. They can only see who they can see. Uh, right. some of the people are ahead of him. He faced regularly the summer before and destroyed. So, you know, I, I give some credence to the fact that some of the guys up there uh, had been there for a while, mm-hmm. you know, so they didn't. And had good careers, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, um, it it's an opinion. It's, it is an opinion. And to your point, when I started Exposure Runs, Xavier wasn't even ranked, right? After that first run, he shot up to 50th. After the second run, he was in the top 25. And after the third run, he was in the top 10. And then kind of just fluctuated between that and where he ended up. And honestly, had he not gotten hurt, he was going to kill this season. But numbers, he was definitely killing this year. He was already, I think, but when he got hurt, 
and Evergreen Park did a really great job. Like just mentally, this is what I'm talking about. Just mentally taking him out. Uh, the little freshman kid that was over there who was playing really dirty, but he took Zay out the game because they got a tech. And then from the rest of the game, he just was erratic at best, the best word I can describe. And then he got hurt and, and he got hurt at a moment where he like, all right, let me stop fucking around and whatever. And the kind of has scored like four or six straight points and then went up for a layup and kind of hyper extended his knee and, let him come back earlier than he should have, and then he officially, t- you know, toward ACL. But he was going to have a huge season. I was huge, huge season. <laughs> I, huge I will season. say this though: uh, I'm not going to say rankings don't matter. Uh, when you when you're not ranked, I mean, it kind of it looked good seeing your name up there. Mm-hmm. So I think junior year I went from eighty. I was like eighty one. That was the first time I ever got ranked eighty one. I looked on there eighty one, then uh, playing on the Under Armour circuit. Prep hoops dropped me like 103, mm. but started it, and obviously I jumped up. But um, obviously, I, like I said, that being that there's not 21 people better than me, I would say rankings don't matter because then again, it's not like I mean, it's prep hoops ranking it, so it, it's still biased. It's not like it's, mm-hmm. but um, everybody else, if you kind of watch people's games, you can understand and see what the real rankings are. Right. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but at the same time. That's what uh, Jeremy Senior and Jeremiah said. It's like it only matters. It only don't matter when you don't need it, right? When you need it, it matters. And you know, coaches unfortunately they pay attention to that stuff, right? Because they don't always have time to kind of get out and see everybody. Um, you decided to commit to Cal Poly in California. Why? Um, the coaching staff and how much they um, how much they show interest in me. Um, going on the visit and everything, they they really talked to me. But um, just aside from that, just even like the texting and everything, they, they just really express how much that they they want me to come there and, and, and the expectation that they have. And it carried, and I, I feel like I made the right decision just because it carried even after I committed. It wasn't just them talking to try to get me to commit. It's like they they really do want the best for me, and they want they really want me to excel. So. Um, when I get out there, let's just let's get to work. Yeah. Okay, Dad. Why Kyle Poly? Uh, a lot of the same things. Um, connecting with the coaching staff was huge. Uh, Coach Laurie initiated a lot of that with the uh, early recruitment. Mm-hmm. But once I met the head coach John Smith, that sealed it for me. Okay. So even before he made his decision, uh, that's that was, the, that was, was hoping. My okay, got you, got you. <laughs> you know, I let him go through the process, but um, that really, you know, he resonated instantly. I don't know what it was, but just a connection there. Um, Q, who, so far, who is the staff member you are closest to so far on the coaching staff? Coach Lowry. He's okay. the, the one that recruited me between him and him and the head coach. Okay. Uh, what other schools recruited you? Um, Cal State, Fullerton, um, Kent State, Radford, Lewis University, and NIU. Okay. Um, what was the best part and the not-so-best part about the recruiting process? Bet, uh, I'm gonna start with the not so best. Not so best. I would say uh, I I don't really like the recruiting process. To be honest with you, it just it's just kind of stressful uh, having to you know settle out up and being on calls and everything like mm-hmm. that. I, it's just refreshing when you can finally just say you got your school and, mm-hmm. and you can be done with all that. Uh, but the best part is probably the visit. 
Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Pop, what was the best part and the not so best part for you? Uh, just watching his joy in the first that first offer was everything. Um, not so best. Um, he while he was offered by you know those schools, he was contacted prior 50, 40, 50 schools. I mean, he talked to everyone and they're texting. You know, mm-hmm. and so it was great. But you know, again, it's almost one of those what. It's like, uh, are you going to talk to every girl in the room or are you going to ask one out? You know, that kind of situation. I mean, I'm, with like, ta- I'm, with, I'm, I'm with talking to every girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. That's, but that's why my ass always in trouble. Though. That's a story for another day. Go ahead. <laughs> and that's what it felt. You know, he got to a point where, okay, you, you're talking to him for weeks and weeks and weeks. What What's up? Do? What, are we, what, right. are we doing? what are we doing? You know? So I, I allowed And they want you to be so exclusive with them. It's like, you know I'm being recruited, bro. Like, Stop playing. And I think a lot of them waited until the offer came. And then they want to start offering. I, I don't like that neither. I didn't like that either. Um, all right, Q. So who guarded you the toughest this past season? School and player. School Hillcrest. Man, they was double teaming all game. They they did a number. Coming into that game, Zay was averaging 27. And... Quentin Hetty might be one of the best two-way defenders in the state. He is so highly underrated. He not only held Xavier to like 16 or 17, a high portion of that came in like the second half, he himself scored 20 and 10. So I I understand. Give my my props to him too. Yeah. Uh, like he he I don't know he came he became a lights out three point shooter this year too <laughs> right yeah, that came from right but, right um I um we had uh two players out two of our starters out okay that game um from the flu but uh they they were sending they kept sending um me and Donovan they kept sending traps to us and you know we didn't have a lot of uh, ball handlers right. to. He used to know, know how to. He yeah, know, he know yeah, what he doing. He knew exactly what he was doing, but uh, I'll say yeah, Hillcrest Hillcrest probably guarded me the tough person. Um, off the top of my head, I can remember uh, Justin Lane from Maris. They had him face the 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 the, the 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 white dude, right? He yeah, is man. yeah, Justin. Yeah, he yeah, when they played tough. there, he's tough. And he got so much better, but he was definitely that's a that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. He just face guard. He looked like just being a pest the whole game. And he don't look. He first of all, he don't even look like a basketball player. And I think he's a baseball player. I think he's a baseball player. I'll I'll confirm that later on and let you know. But he definitely don't look like a basketball player. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's okay. Um, who was your toughest player to guard? I don't know if I'm not if I'm not thinking about it or, I, oh, um, uh, Hensdale Central, I do remember that. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, number twelve, Ooster Tag. Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a base, yeah. I know he's a baseball player, but he, yeah, number twelve on on Hensdale Central, he was tough. I, I think they played them. They and played them in the Central. Not Central. I'm sorry. Excuse me. 
uh, Effington Christmas tournament. Zay didn't play that game, but it was a really good game. They went to overtime, and number 12 was getting buckets. I do yeah. remember that. If, if that's the same team I'm remembering, but okay, number 12. Um, all right. Who was barbecue chicken? Who you give buckets to? Buckets upon buckets. Team and player. Hillcrest, Hillcrest, they guarded tough. I mean, I put up, I still got my dub, though. Okay. Um, I remember uh, I had a good game against Bennett. Okay. 23 against Bennett. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I now, player-wise, name a player. I, I, name somebody you was giving the shits to. You was giving it to him. Give me the first one that popped in your mind because somebody just popped in your head. Farley. Oh. I killed Romeo Bill. Farley. <laughs> I say that. I don't know. Uh, who, who they had? They had Romeo Bill had Troy. They had, uh, what's what's the player? Because they played Deontay. Yeah, oh, like, let's just put that in. Oh, Deontay Cunningham. <laughs> I like his energy. Yes. All that. But it doesn't really make sense. I, I can't give you 30 and then you keep talking. I don't understand. <laughs> right. Okay. He, he cool, but um, yeah, yeah like, I, I killed them though. All right. So I hate to do this to you. I do. You my guy. Just, just be crystal clear. You my guy. And I, and, I, and I, me and your pop, I like your pop. Two years ago, Zay probably had one of the best dunks of the season <laughs> in the Maris versus Marion game. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, I <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, I got to do it to you because on, oh, when I man. asked him about it, he he was like, "That was his best dunk." Okay, what's what, up, Zay? <laughs> Let's talk about it. First of all, <laughs> wasn't my man. I, it I, wasn't. I came. I helped late. You know, um, it was a nice pass. Uh, I helped late. I probably should have just let him dunk it. I got my hand on the ball, too. I don't know how it went in. Mm -hmm. I definitely had hands on the ball, and it still went in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not even much I can say. I, I was mad when him and Lear left, though, I said, because after I got dunked on, I was really looking forward to seeing them this year. Seeing them this year. That's a whole story behind that, um, why they left. And we didn't want to leave. Um, they just got real weird. It got real weird um, with the whole beard thing. You know, us being Muslim, they knew that coming in from freshman year. We provided them with an exemption religious letter. Um, and then they just seemed to want to target Xavier. And um, it was just like, well, no, we're not cutting it. We'll cut it down, but we're not cutting it. And it, it got weirder and weirder. I mean, it's some other stuff that transpired. And, you know, it was just like, we was going to leave junior year, and when when Hines came in, I, I had a very long, positive, productive conversation with him, and and we initially stayed because Lexus was there. And then he left to go co coach college basketball, and um, Hines was he's a great guy. He, he's a really great guy. Was very fair, very open, very honest, very transparent. But senior year, I, I just I was very I was disappointed with how things went junior year, um, just with the recruitment aspect of it. I made that clear. Um, no knock on Hines or them, but I just felt like more could have been done. Um, I was doing my part. And then with the whole thing with the beard thing, I, I was just like, nah, I'm just no. And it was just like, all right, well, he can't come. Cool. Cool. Y'all. And so when I told Zay that he was like, all right, 
I mean, proverbially, I was just like, all right, you know, I, I, I read between the lines. He was like, all right, well, fuck it then. Like, we out. I'm like, bet. That's what I wanted to hear. And so we left. So, um, all right. So to the both of you, name your all-time NBA team. I'll start with you, Dad. And six man. I'm picking five or just a team? You're picking five. Well, you're picking six. You're picking all oh, wow. six, five starters and the six man. Magic Johnson. Okay. Got to always be my point guard. MJ. Okay. You got to say MJ or you can't go to Chicago. I, I no, understand. No, that third one is always tough because I'm getting my LBJ haters. But um, for that team, let me just put it that way. Okay. I'm going Larry Bird. Okay. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay. Uh, if I'm going true four, I would have to go with TD. Big fundamental. A big fundamental. And then Shaq in the middle. Okay. And your six man coming off the bench? That would be LBJ. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Q? Um, Steph Curry. Okay. Michael Jordan. Okay. LeBron. Okay. We got three scores already. So, uh, Dennis Rodman. I like it. Kareem. I like it. Who's your six man? Favorite player. Okay. Development. I like it. So Maz is AI. I'm from Philly, so I gotta go with AI. Kobe, of course. Jordan, I guess. LeBron at the four. I got Hakeem at my five. Oh, we just throwing them out of position. Now that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is my this is my you. this is my team. And Jamal Crawford is my sixth man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always Go back and forth between him and Lou Will, but I'm gonna go with Jamal Crawford. That was a person. Uh, while D Wade is his favorite, uh, that's who I told him for his freshman year. I wanted him to kind of pattern his ball handling and you know with his size. I figured he would end up around that same size, you know. So that's something we took a lot of pride in his ball handling at his size. Okay, okay. Um, three more questions I got. First, um, <clears throat> in our in my religion in Islam. Uh, we believe that our children pick us as parents. Okay. Um, hearing that, uh, what does that mean to you knowing that Q picked you as his father? I'm definitely proud of him. Uh, for, you know, I feel like uh, he is, uh, I still, my nickname for him is sometimes is 2.0. Okay. You know, he reminds me a lot of myself, uh, a lot of the values. Uh, he won't say a lot. He listens. Very good at being aware and, and being a quick learner and kind of a, like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes things will come out of him that will remind me of myself. So I would have to say pride, proud, godly proud. Okay. Q, uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts? You know, you hear that. Like you you you, you picked that gentleman uh, to your right to, to, to raise and guide you. I mean, you know, talk about your dad a little bit. Like what does he mean to you? Like how has, how has he helped you? Uh, grow and develop and, and to the man that you are now and that you hope to become? Uh, I'm very appreciative for uh, everything he put into me, time and effort, um, especially with basketball. I would say that uh, he's a role model, hard worker, and um, I just think that I learn a lot from him every day. And everything that he's put into me, I just want to be able to, you know, show it. Okay. All right. Um, what's your goals 
going into your freshman year? What type of goals are you setting for yourself? Freshman of the year. Um, what what am I? Big Sky, Big Sky, freshman of the year. Big West. Big. Okay. One of the okay <laughs> might be Big West. Big West freshman of the year. Um, for the record, you need to know your conference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, we. Um. Uh, I definitely want to improve our our record to a winning record. Uh, I want to uh, I want to be a starter. That's okay. one of my goals when I get there is to show that you uh, belong on the floor. Yeah. For the fresh for the first year, I would say those okay. are probably the That's first cool. goals. All right, so my last question is for the both of y'all. Um, Dad, I want you to take a quick minute, um, and I want you to send Quentin a future message, like whatever you want to tell him. This is moving forward. Moving forward from this day forward. One thing is first and foremost is just remember who you are, uh, and it's always bigger than basketball. Uh, the values we put into you, the, the love, the attention, the care, uh, continue to grow as a young man, see the world, uh, appreciate the beauty that you know, this world can really show you, and, and don't leave anything on the table. You know, there's a lot of life to be lived, and you use it all up before you leave this earth. Mm-hmm. Eat all your food. Absolutely. Eat all your food. Me and Zay watched the Felipe Lopez 30 for 30 last night Mm -hmm. and how it ended. I asked him, like, what did you get from that? And first thing he said to me was, you know, the basketball can be taken away from you. And I'm like, you you need to see more because what Felipe ended up doing, if you don't know who Felipe Lopez is, I need you to go look him up. He's like one of the top players out of New York, had New York on fire. LeBron on fire like he was the number one player the, the year that AI came out and um, he ended his career but like the whole process that he went through from being the St. John's God to like he struggled throughout his four years of college to now what he's doing now is like basketball will take you to some great places but it does not define who you are and your character that your dad and your mother and your family is pouring into you enjoy the ride like be be crystal clear about that, and you take basketball for everything that it offers you. Like, don't leave nothing on the table, but know that basketball does not define who you are, and that to me is the lesson. What happened with Felipe? Like, basketball became his identity, and to the point where he realized that it's not the character of who he is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I want you to send your future self a message, and I want you to talk in third person, meaning. You start your message. I want you to say Quentin and then give yourself a message. Quentin, take everything. Don't 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 settle for for less. Don't settle for what other people think about you. Go if you want it, go get it. Um yeah. Okay. Um I definitely want to wish you luck in college. Um, dad, congratulations. I mean, it's, it's tough raising children, let alone black children in this world. Um, and you, you know, have accomplished something that most don't first, you know, graduating from high school, having, you know, helping your son graduate from high school. And now you great have a, uh, a college student. Um, Quinn, when you get to college, man, just enjoy it. Like really college is something that's, is, you thought high school went by fast. College goes by three times as fast. And it's fun. 
right? And you're doing something that most can't even fathom, which is playing college basketball. So it's going to make it faster and more fun. Believe me when I tell you. Um, I would definitely uh, focus, take, you know, not just focus on your academics, but like also just kind of be in the moment every chance that you get. Like take a minute to kind of like appreciate what's going on around you. Um, Love the struggle because when you become, when you come out into the real world and you eventually become a father and a husband, a husband, father, sometimes you can lose yourself. You can lose yourself. You can lose who you are. You can lose your identity. And when you lose that, it's hard to get back. So like, enjoy all of this, all of this struggle, all of this fun, all just, and just, just really enjoy it. Don't get too wrapped up into the stresses. Now that's easier said than done, of course. But I, I, if that, that's my advice to you. When you get to college, man, just kind of live in the moment and just enjoy every moment. You know, when you open your eyes, that could be taken for granted. You know what I'm saying? When you're eating, that's taken for granted. When you're showering, that's taken for granted. Just enjoy those moments. And you open up your eyes, you know, give thanks to your Lord and just, man, like, Damn, I can't believe I'm whatever. Just, just enjoy it, man. Really enjoy it. I'm, I, I, you know, I know I've, I've only knew, known you and your father and your family for a short amount of time, but long enough to let you know, like directly to your face, like I'm really proud of the things that you've done. You've, you've really accomplished a lot in your short time on Earth in this life, and so really be proud of that. I'm very proud of you. And if there's anything that you ever need from me. Um, as just a neutral listening ear, like I'm here, like I I will always be a support system for you, a part of your village, because that's really important. And, um, you know, I just want to let your dad know, like, you know, I really appreciate you allowing me in your son's space. Like I don't let a lot of people in Xavier space. So the fact that you allow me in your son's space with this, with this platform and, you know, with just basketball as a whole, like I really appreciate that. I don't, I don't take that for granted. So thank you for that. No doubt. We appreciate everything you do. I appreciate that. Um, with that being said, we're going to end on that note. Some quick shout outs. Of course, I definitely want to give a shout out to my producer, Bo Harris and AGM plus uh, shout out to him. He's doing a, a fantastic job with this podcast. I'm looking forward to getting this thing out. Um, we're doing amazing things. Of course, I always want to give shout out to my um, two gentlemen who have supported me from the inception of Exposure Runs, and that's my guy Tyree Booker with Numerex. And a lot of people don't know this, but Derek Ellison was a huge financial person in helping me start Exposure Runs. And so every chance I get, those two gentlemen will always get the utmost shout of their names on anything that I'm doing. So um, with that, appreciate you guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.